Amen. So uh, last week I asked you the question, if you were here last week, you remember I asked who put their Christmas lights up? You had all your Christmas decorations. Anybody, anybody, there were a few last week. Anybody else get theirs up this week? Anybody? Okay, we're getting a few more, a few more. There's still plenty of time, just, just kind of getting a, getting a gauge on it. So I want to ask you another question this week, though. Uh, we, we talked about Christmas lights. How many of you have done your Christmas shopping yet? Anybody done with all their Christmas shopping? Wow, okay. Anybody uh, not started? I won't ask you if you haven't started yet. It's okay. I won't, I won't do that to you. <laughs> We're Methodists. We don't do guilt, you know, so. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, here, here's a question I want to ask. Though. How many of you do... Uh, do shopping online. Are you doing your Christmas Christmas shopping online or just general Christmas or general shopping online? Yep. We 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 do that, right? More and more every year I think more and more people are doing shopping online and especially at Christmas. We kind of live in this culture now where lots of things are available to us online, right? We can get our our groceries through shipped. We can buy our cars through uh, Carvana and we buy almost everything else from where? Online. If you're going to buy it Amazon, right? How many of you buy stuff from Amazon online, right? How many done a lot of your Christmas shopping on, on Amazon? Yeah, we do a lot of Christmas shopping. We do a lot of our shopping on Amazon, but especially during Christmas. Uh, how many of y'all, uh, I'll be honest, this is us too, but how many of you all, uh, you, you order so much online that uh, you get home most days and you find any number of boxes on your doorstep? Uh, and especially during the holidays, right? Did you know that, that there's actually a, a, a word for that? There's this condition they, that, that when you have bought so much from Amazon that when the boxes show up, you have no idea what it is that you bought. It's called Amazonnesia. It's, it's a real thing. So if, if, if some of y'all may have this condition, and if you are, you may be open, you may be available for compensation for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I messed that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so last week, last week we got this, uh, this Amazon package. It showed up on our doorstep and, and normally I don't open the boxes, especially this close to the holidays, but, but I decided to, I was, I was intrigued because it was a particularly large box and, uh, and I was particularly excited because not because it was Christmas, but because we had run out of paper towels the day before. And this is the box that our paper towels usually come in. So I was really excited about it. So, so I decided to open it and I went over and I opened it up and I looked inside this box and inside this particularly large box was a particularly large home entertainment system. And I was like, Ooh, this is really cool. I wonder if Abby got this for me for Christmas or maybe Abby's dad's. Abby's dad lives in Oklahoma and sometimes he sends us technology and stuff for holidays. And so I got kind of excited and then I thought, well, you know what? This, this, surely this isn't ours. And, and sure enough, I, I went back and I looked at the outside of the box and on the front of the box was the names of my next door neighbors. And you know what? I bet they're still wondering where that box is. <laughs> They probably would have really liked that home entertainment center. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're actually out of town, and we're getting their mail for them. So I'm, I'll, I'll take it over as soon as they get back, especially now that I've told you all about it. I'll have to go do it. Um, but anyways, I wanted to share that story with you today because, believe it or not, it, it connects to our scripture lesson this morning, and, and it connects to this idea, our Advent theme for today, which is peace. 
Uh, I was talking about earlier, today's week two of this Advent series that we're doing. It's called God with us, and uh, it's about Advent. And Advent, we talked about last week, is it comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming or arrival. And so uh, this season of Advent is a season of celebration where we celebrate God with us. It's a season of celebrating the God who comes to us as one of us to be with us so that we might be with him now and forever. See, because Jesus came to us and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, the very same Christ that came to us comes to us and will come to us again. And so we celebrate that. And, and until then, we wait in eager anticipation and expectation for the God who comes to come. And, and what we can know about God is that when God comes to us, God comes as God with us. That's Jesus' name, Emmanuel, God with us. And when God comes to us, when Jesus comes to us, he comes bearing these, these gifts that can only come from God, the gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love now and forever. See, the good news of God's grace is that because God has come to us in Jesus, we can come to God through Jesus. We can have life abundant and eternal through Christ. And we can have life together in Christ as a community of believers, as a community of faith. See, that's the hope that we share in Christ. That's the hope that brings peace to all who receive it. Last week, we talked about hope. And this week, I want us to talk about peace. And today, uh, we're going to hear a story from the scriptures about a group of people who had something delivered to them. It, it, it sort of showed up on their doorstep, if you will, and it was something that was beyond their wildest dreams. And I imagine that they felt a little bit like I felt opening that package on my front porch the other day. Surely this, surely this is for someone else. This, this seems too good to be true. Now, now, for me, it ended up to be just as I expected, right? But, but what you'll hear in just a minute is that for the shepherds, it was a gift that was unexpected, but it was the promise of the long-expected Savior that had come and was coming to them. I want you to hear this. This is God's word for us today. This is Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 8 through 18. It's on the screen as well, or you can follow along in your, with your Bibles or in the app. Hear this God's word for us today. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Then suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace on those whom his favor rests. This is God's word for us today. There's a particular phrase there at the end that I want to focus on this morning. 
I think it's a phrase that, that sometimes gets lost in the mix of this story and of, of all the stories that we tell and all the songs that we sing uh, during this Christmas season. You know, we love to sing songs that, that give glory to God. We love to sing songs and tell stories that proclaim peace on earth, goodwill to men, right? But, but when we get to that part where it says, those on whom God's favor rests, my guess is that when we get to that part, there's some of us that, that feel like, again, like I felt opening that package on my front porch. Those on whom God's favor rests. That's not me. That, that must be for, for somebody else. Maybe, maybe God got the wrong address. That, that's for somebody better or, or holier than, than I am. All this just, just seems too good to be true. Glory to God, that's great. Peace on earth, that's awesome. God's favor resting on me after all I've done or, or haven't done? Well, that, that sounds impossible. Well, if that's you this morning, I want you to, to hear the good news. See, that's the, that's the beautiful, unexpected irony of this story, of the good news of God's grace that's delivered to these shepherds. And here's why. If you think about it, we wouldn't be surprised at all if the angels showed up in the, in the synagogue, right? Uh, singing praises and hymns with the holiest of holy people in the, in the holiest city of Jerusalem, right? That wouldn't, we'd expect that. And, and so did they. But here's the thing, that's, that's not what happened, right? You know what happened? The angels showed up out in the country with the stinky, smelly, salt-of-the-earth shepherds, and they were shocked. They were, they were terrified out of their minds because that's the last place they would expect the heavenly host to show up and proclaim the good news of great joy. That's for all people. But you know what? I think that might be the point. See, don't miss this, this, the ginormous implications of this tiny little detail in the story. And I believe it's this. God's peace is given freely and generously to those on whom God's favor rests. And, on, and those on whom God's favor rests aren't who we expect them to be. God's, those on whom God's favor rests aren't just for those people whose lives seem hashtag blessed. God's peace is not just for people with perfect profile pictures on Facebook and Instagram. God's peace is not just for people who have a to-do list that, that's totally checked off. See, the great message of, of the angels to the shepherd is that God's peace is for all people because of one person. And our peace is found in proximity to him. Let me say that one more time for you. Peace, God's peace is for all people because of one person. And our peace is found in proximity to him. See, peace isn't found in trying harder to declutter the mess in our lives. Peace is found in moving closer to the Messiah and having him transform our lives. That's exactly what the shepherds did, actually. As soon as the angels were done singing, as soon as they received the good news of God's grace, one thing became clear to them. They had to get closer to Jesus. Listen to verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem 
and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Think about that for just a minute. As soon as they heard the good news, they knew that they had to get closer to Jesus. We know it too, but I think sometimes we get, we get distracted on our way to Bethlehem, don't we? So many times we, we think, gosh, if I can just do this or if I can do that, then I'll have peace and then I can rest. Then I can have peace. But what does Jesus say? He says, come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you so many times we think, well, if I can just, if I can just hunker down and, and weather the storm, I'll just put my head down and I'll paddle harder. And if I can just keep this ship afloat long enough, maybe I can have peace on the other side of the storm, right? But you know what happens in the Bible? Jesus shows up right there in the middle of the storm, doesn't he? And, and the disciples discover God with us right there in the middle of their boat. And he says to the wind and the waves and their weary souls, peace, be still. So many times we think we have to work ourselves to death and stay busy and pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and check all the right boxes to please God. And then, maybe then we can have peace with God and with others and with ourselves. But the Bible, the Bible gives us a different message. Colossians 1.20 says, God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Christ, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making, here's that word, peace, through his blood shed on the cross. Brothers and sisters in Christ, peace is not the sum of our experiences or the sum of our expectations. Peace is the unexpected gift of God's grace. We can't create it. We can't control it. We have to receive it. Because it's not about what I can do or what I can't do. It's about what God can do and, and will do and has done for each and every one of us. Peace is not found in the absence of conflict or chaos. Peace is found in the presence of God, right in the middle of conflict and chaos in our lives. I really believe that somebody needs to hear that today. I really think we all need to hear that today. And you know what else? There are so many people outside the walls of this church that need to hear that today. And somebody should go and tell them. That brings me to the last part of the story. Listen to how this story ends. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. See, here's the deal, friends. Once you realize that this message is for you, that, that, that folks like you and me are, are those on whom God's favor rests, you want to go tell your next door neighbor all about it. You want to tell your family member 
who's struggling with addiction. You want to tell your coworker who's going through a divorce. You want to tell your server at your favorite restaurant who you know is working double shifts to make ends meet. You want to tell your kids who are, who are trying so hard to live up to the number of likes they feel like they need in order to feel good about themselves. You want to tell the world the good news of God's grace that's for all people because you know that we are those on whom God's favor rests. See, the good news of God's grace is that there can be peace on earth and peace in our lives because the God in heaven has come to us to be with us. It's good news of great joy that's for all people. God has chosen not to leave us all alone. God has chosen not to keep his distance from us. God has come to us as one of us to be with us in order to save us in and through his son, Jesus Christ, who is God with us. It's this good news of great joy that's been entrusted to us. And like the shepherds, we got to go and spread the word. So here's the application this morning. This amazing gift of God's grace has shown up on our doorstep. And I said it last week and I'll say it again this week. Don't wait till the day that we're opening all our presents to be open to God's presence in your life. Go ahead and open that present of God's presence, which is, which is God with us. It is, it was, it's always been. I wanna invite you today to open and receive the gift of God's peace so that you can share it with others during this season of Advent. You know, sometimes when you get a package for the delivery person to leave it there at your house, sometimes you have to put your signature by the name for the delivery, right? You know what I'm talking about? Well, I wonder today if there's some of us here that, that need to sign their name under that phrase, those on whom God's favor rests. Maybe today there's some of you here that need to receive the gift of God's grace, that you need to know that that's you that you are the one on whom God's favor rests. You need to know that, that you've not been rejected because of your failures, but that you've been accepted because of God's faithfulness. There may be someone here today that you need to put your name in that place to allow God's favor to rest on you so that you might experience the rest of God's peace. Is that you this morning? There may be somebody here today or some of us here today that that we've heard that message, but we've been putting off that trip to Bethlehem. We've gotten so busy with all the things going on in our lives that, that we're moving away from God and not towards him. We've been working so hard, checking off the boxes. We've been, we've been out buying gifts or, or buying them online. Uh, or maybe we've been baking cookies or, or, or buying them online. Or, uh, or we've been so busy trying to be a good person or at least appearing that way online that we, if we're not careful, we're gonna miss the whole point of this season. That the God of grace and goodness has come to us and he's inviting us to come to him. Friends, you need to know that we can do all the good things in the world, but if we're not moving closer to Jesus, if we're not allowing God's grace uh, to move in our lives, we may never truly experience the gift of God's peace. Maybe that's you today. And then finally, my hope and prayer for all of us here this morning 
is that we might experience this incredible gift of God's peace in such a way that we might be compelled to go from this place and spread the word that the world might know that Christ has come to us in Jesus Christ, God with us. That Christ comes to us in those places of greatest need to be God with us, with each and every one of us. And that Christ will come again for those on whom God's favor rests so that we might be with him for all eternity. This morning, I wanna invite you to, to receive it, to draw near to it, to share it with others. And, and the good news of great joy is really not an it, it's a him. So would you receive Christ this morning? Would you draw near to Christ? Would you share Christ today and every day as we share life together in Christ? That's what, that's what this Advent season is all about. Amen? Amen. Well, this morning... We're going to get to do all three of those things. We get to receive Christ and, and draw near to Christ and share Christ together as we come to the table of Holy Communion. Um, if you received your communion packet today, I want to invite you to get it out, but don't open it yet. We're going to do, all, we're going to do that together. If you didn't get one, there's plenty of time. You, the, you can go get one or the ushers will help you get one. As we come to the table this morning, I want to just remind you that that this is not a fellowship table, this is not a United Methodist table, this is Christ's table. And Christ invites to his table all who, who love him, who seek to live in peace with him and with one another. And so as we approach this throne of grace with confidence, let's, let's confess our sins to God uh, in silent prayer. Will you, will you go to God in prayer with me? Gracious and loving God, we come to you and we acknowledge, Lord, that, that we have not loved you with our whole heart, that we have failed to be an obedient church, that we've broken your law, we've not done your will, we, we've sinned and fallen short of your glory. We've done things we wish we hadn't, we've not done things we wish we had. And so, God, we, we do approach your throne of grace, seeking your love and grace and forgiveness, and we know that it's ours in Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you that, that in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. We thank you for the good news that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and that proves God's love for us. So, God, we lay those at your feet today, and we receive your grace anew. We thank you for this amazing gift. God, free us now for joyful obedience through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. On the night that Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread and he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to God and he, he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and drink from this, all of you. This is my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. God, we pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and juice. We pray that you would make them be for us the body of Christ so that, and blood of Christ so that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed 
by his blood. By your Holy Spirit, make us one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now before we partake in this meal together, I wanna invite us to proclaim our faith together as we recite the Apostles' Creed and as we say the Lord's Prayer together. So it's gonna be on the screen. I invite you to, to say and pray these with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And now with the confidence of children of God, let's pray this prayer together that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I wanna invite you to open your communion packets and as you take the, the wafer, would you hear these words? This is the body of Christ broken for you. And as you open the second layer and receive the juice, hear these words. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Thanks be to God. Amen. These are open. If you would like to come and pray, you're welcome to do so. If you'd like someone to pray with you, I would love to pray with you. Uh, let's use these last few minutes that we have together to, uh, to respond to what God might be saying to our hearts today. Would you stand and sing with us?